Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is Rationality and Philosophy, Part 6, When Intuitions Are Useful, published by Luke Prague. Part of the sequence, Rationality and Philosophy. In this series, I have examined how intuitions work so that I can clarify how rationalists one should and shouldn't use their intuitions to when solving philosophical problems. Understanding the cognitive algorithms that generate our intuitions can dissolve traditional philosophical problems. As Brian Talbot puts it, where psychological research indicates that certain intuitions are likely to be inaccurate, or that whole categories of intuitions are not good evidence, this will overall benefit philosophy. This has the potential to resolve some problems due to conflicting intuitions, since some of the conflicting intuitions may be shown to be unreliable and not to be taken seriously. It also has the potential to free some domains of philosophy from the burden of having to conform to our intuitions, a burden that has been too heavy to bear in many cases. 3. Knowing how intuitions work can also tell us something about how we can train them to make them render more accurate judgments. 4. Problems with intuition. In most philosophy, intuitions play the role that observations do in science, they support and undermine various theories. 5. Conceptual analyses are rejected when intuitive counterexamples are presented. Moral theories are rejected when they lead to intuitively revolting results. Theories of mind and language in metaphysics rise and fall depending on how well they can be made to fit our intuitions, even in bizarre science fiction hypothetical scenarios. 6. But why trust our intuitions? Our intuitions often turn out to contradict each other, 7. Or they are contradicted by empirical evidence, 8. Or they vary between people and between groups of people. 9. Compared to scientific methods, the philosopher's use of intuitions as his primary tool doesn't seem to have been very productive. 10. Also, we can't calibrate our intuitions, because wherever we have a non intuition standard against which to calibrate our intuitions, we don't need to use intuition in the first place. 11. Moreover, philosophers have typically known very little about where their intuitions come from and why they should trust them in the first place exclamation mark 12. Defenders of intuitionist philosophy reply that we can't do philosophy without intuitions. 13 others point out that we have similar worries about the reliability of of sense perception. 14 but these replies do not solve the problem. As Talbot says, 3 these responses give us reasons to want to trust intuitions but no evidence that they are particularly reliable or useful. The way forward is not to give a priori arguments for or against the use of intuitions. The way forward is to explore what cognitive science can tell us about how our intuitions work, as we've been doing, so that we have some idea about when they work and when they don't. What is intuition? But first, what is this intuition we're talking about? Definitions of intuition abound. 15. In 2008, Eliza wrote a post about the intuitions behind utilitarianism. He responded to a critic who used the word intuition in a very broad sense, perhaps meaning all thoughts and seemings. But when we use the word so broadly, then the word is not so useful anymore, like the word God after you've redefined it to mean a higher power. When I talk about intuition, I want to talk about intuition in a more specific and useful way, as Eliezer would appreciate 16. But we don't need to argue about definitions. We can use stipulation. We can argue about the substance rather than the symbol. For now, let's think of the thing we're investigating as the seeming to be true of some proposition due to an opaque mental process, and not memory or perception. After all, if intuitions were transparent, we could just point to the things that ground them as evidence, and the intuitions themselves would add no weight of their own to our evidence. 3. When intuitions are useful. As we are discussing it, an intuition is a judgment that springs from the unconscious. And from where does the unconscious get its judgments? From evolution 17 and from unconscious learning 18 and from attribute substitution heuristics. 19. 
before considering how these sources of intuitions make them unsuitable for many of their popular uses in philosophy, let's acknowledge how effective intuitions are in some situations. Familiarity with recent cognitive science has led many to conclude that being more analytic and less intuitive should help you to develop more effective and rewarding solutions 20 but recent investigations have located a few circumstances in which intuitions outperformed considered judgments. In one study, basketball experts asked to make spontaneous predictions about the outcomes of a basketball tournament made more accurate predictions than those asked to deliberate carefully about their predictions. 21 other studies on intuition versus deliberation have found intuition winning on tests of certain kinds of face recognition, 22 route recognition, 23 and voice recognition, 24 while deliberation won on tests of subadditivity probability judgments, 25 raffle winning probability judgments, 26 quantity estimation, 27 picture recognition, 28 conjunctions and disjunctions, 29 and conditional inferences.30. Better supported is a trend in research which finds that when selecting products to, to take home with us, we end up feeling more satisfied with our choice if we made it using intuition rather than a conscious process of weighing pros and cons, costs and benefits.31. And if you're trying to avoid collisions or catch a baseball, you're better off acting on your split-second intuition than trying to calculate the physics of moving objects.32. Some authors have suggested other, very specific domains in which intuition may surpass the accuracy of considered judgment, 33 but these claims are not yet well substantiated. You may have noticed that the domains in which intuition might excel are not particularly relevant to solving philosophical problems. In the next post, we'll begin to examine the ways in which intuitions can lead us astray when doing philosophy. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.